Hey everyone, welcome to Chemical Free Gals podcast. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. I hope that wherever you are in your journey of health, that you have hope. Today I wanted to start off reading just a verse that uh, really uh, has touched me over the years. Um, when I first read it many, many years ago, I was going through a very difficult time and I just wanted to share it. It's Deuteronomy 31 verses 8 through 9 and it says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So my hope today is that you would be encouraged by this verse, that you would not be afraid and be discouraged. You would call on to God and allow him to give you of his strength. The things that we go through, those of us who have one chronic illness or multiple chronic illnesses, um, can be completely uh, disabling and debilitating. So I want to encourage you in that. If you need prayer, um, drop a comment. I have a group of people that, you know, we meet through the airwaves, I guess you could say, through social media outlets, and we pray. So if you have a prayer request, please, please, please share it, and we'd love to pray for you. Today, I wanted to share a question and some answers I had received. And the reason why I do this, and I'll continue to do this in my podcast, is because I want you to understand, one, that there are people who are feeling the same way you are, and two, I want others who don't understand these complex illnesses and disabling conditions and invisible disabilities, I want them to understand the reality of what so many people go through. So I posed this question a few weeks ago and I had people write in both through my blog and social media. The question was, if you could make people fully understand one thing regarding your chronic health condition and or invisible disability, what would it be and why? So I'm going to start reading and for privacy, I won't read the names. I'll just read the comments. The first one is, I think I'd want them to understand how severely, how severely I'm limited physically and restrained from freedom to be more independent by not being able to work or buy a car and do other things that I need. I have to wash all my clothes, towels, and sheets by hand. I enjoy the work, but it destroys me to do it. Another writer said that invisible pain doesn't mean I'm lazy, angry, or less intelligent. I have to work twice as hard to do what was easy to do years ago. When I cannot go out with the girls or invite you to my house or have to cancel last minute because my husband is sick, doesn't mean I'm not lonely or longing for my girlfriends. When I share a great non-toxic solution, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I wish someone had taught me that there were other choices out there rather than having to self-educate myself. Another person wrote in that, yes, in fact, I do not feel great daily and it changes from day to day. Another person wrote in that I'm not over-exaggerating or overacting about my symptoms, what it feels like to prioritize hardest tasks first because you never know when your body will scream at you to stop. A sweet writer wrote in this, I wish they could fully understand the science behind it. 
and not think I'm making it up because it is legit. And just because they can't feel it does not mean that it doesn't exist. I wish they'd understand that not all bodies are made the same and mine is just made differently and therefore needs special attention, not cookie cutter medical care. I wish people knew how extremely lonely and sad this can all feel when you don't have support or are not believed by others, in parentheses, family, friends, partners, doctors, landlords, bosses. This touches my heart. I'm sorry. I am tearing up here, but it's real. This is our reality. Another writer wrote in, I would like people to understand that we aren't looking for attention or making up an illness that has destroyed our life. Also, if we are constantly sharing about a topic and about what happened to us, it is because we want to raise awareness and help people who may be in the same boat. So please don't criticize or speak negatively about us. Someone else wrote in. One, that I'm not looking for attention. I am not doing things I have to do. I'm sorry, let me correct that. One, that I am not looking for attention. I am not doing the things I have to do to protect myself because I want to make it difficult for me. But I'm doing it because I need to help myself get better. Two, that I don't guard my time and my health ruthlessly because I am antisocial or not interested in others' lives and needs, but that because if I don't, not only will I not function well for myself, I will not be able to care for those around me. Another writer commented that I just want to have access to basic things and have some kind of quality of life even half of what they have. I don't think it's too much to ask to be accommodated so I can leave my house, see my family and friends, work, and go to the grocery store. Someone wrote that it is not somatic. Lastly, we had one more person write in that you cannot believe in bodily autonomy and be for sense, VOCs, and smoke of any kind. If it goes into the air, and if the intent is it for it to hit other people's airways or doing so is a well-known side effect and you make that happen, then you do not believe in bodily autonomy. Intentions don't matter. Consent does. So I had a few more comments, but I wanted to end here and just kind of echo some of the things I've been saying since my first podcast. You know, there are people with various invisible disabilities. And when we say invisible disabilities, it's something um, that people sometimes tend to crack jokes on because, you know, they don't understand how someone could be labeled as disabled by their doctors and actually have, you know, a handicap plaque or sticker that goes in their car and they get access to parking, handicap parking. They don't understand because when a person maybe gets out of the car, they can look fine. You, you don't see a wheelchair. You don't see someone with a walker with crutches. Um, there's no cast. Um, visibly, it's maybe hard to see where a disability could, could be, you know, hiding. And I've heard so many cases over the years 
where people have written in or even just commented in some of the groups I'm a part of and said, you know, I got cussed out today. I had somebody scream and yell at me in my face in front of my kids because they were angry that I was in the handicap parking and they said I wasn't handicapped. And um, in some cases, it's, it's someone that has a severe mental illness or they have um, autoimmune encephalitis and they have uh, another condition called a mast cell activation disorder. And I know people that have both of these conditions and other conditions. Some people may have MECFS. Someone may have, you know, cancer coupled with fibromyalgia and, and mold toxicity. And you have no right as an individual to disrespect and discredit and berate another human being because you don't understand their conditions and something may not be visibly um, confirming for you. So, you know, we have to be careful because everyone, I think there's something written and I can't remember it exactly, but it goes along the lines of this, you know, everyone is going through or suffering through battles that we don't know of. So, you know what? Be kind. And I'd add to that, you know what? Shut your mouth, <laughs> shut your mouth and just be kind. Zip it. When you want to criticize and be nasty or give your opinion because you don't think that something is credible or real, zip your mouth. You don't have the right to say anything because you're not in that person's shoes. I mean, I can talk about this because I've been in it. I've, I've been in meetings and trying to pay attention and do work. I've been in social gatherings. I've been in church gatherings and I'm barely holding on. I've actually held on to tables before going through vertigo and nausea and dizziness because of mold in a building or someone's cologne or fragrance. And I'm sitting there saying, please, Jesus, please don't let me hit the floor. And I'm, I'm praying, I'm talking myself through it. And I feel like I'm dying. And I've been in this situation so many times. I've had people walk in front of me with very strong and overpowering fabric softeners. And I've gone into anaphylactic shock. And it, it's not funny. It's not fun. And some of these things are classified medically as disabling conditions, which allow people to get disability cards from their doctors. And the Americans with Disabilities Act protects and says that you should not discriminate against people, regardless of their disability, whether you can see it or not. And so I shared these comments today from people who wrote in and commented on my question because I want to just open up um, a little bit of understanding towards those people who are struggling through illnesses and conditions that you just may not understand. You know, maybe 25 years ago, if someone had told me 25 years ago that, you know, working or living in a building with water damage and using perfume, <laughs> fragrances, using fabric softener, um, being around pesticides can completely disable you and cause this, 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 and that. I probably would have looked at the person, you know, and been like, what? Really? Like, okay. I don't know. I've always been a compassionate person. I've always tried to put myself in the place of somebody else. So that's always been something just very, um, present in me. 
But at the same time, I've always been a very rational person. And so when you hear some of the things that can happen because of toxigenic mold and chemical exposures, it seems so irrational. It seems almost unreal. And even I think some of the most intelligent people I know um, just have a hard time understanding it. And so that's why I, I think that it's good to share these types of comments, questions, and answers because it gives you a glimpse into what people are thinking, what they're going through, and, you know, the struggles that you're having. It's not something that we're making up. And listen, if you know somebody who is ill, regardless of the disability, and they are asking for accommodation, do your best to accommodate them. You know, if you have a friend who um, gets sick around perfumes or fabric softeners, or you know what would be the best gift to that person? Just, and I know it's a hard thing, and I know it's a tall order, but hey, I knew somebody um, a while back that we had met that did this for me, and it was such a blessing. They completely eliminated everything from their home that was toxic, anything that had a fragrance or a scent, anything that had synthetic chemicals, they eliminated it. They stopped using cologne and perfume. They changed all of their beauty products. They changed their hair products. So they bought, they asked me, Hey, what do you use? What can, what can we use? And you know, they had a, a big family and everyone went through this cleaning process and they did it for about two, three weeks. They aired their house out. They had filters, air filters, HEPA filters. So they had those running and when they told me what they had done, I was just flabbergasted because I had been in a very long season of years of just isolation, of not being able to go many places to many places, um, even struggling with doctor's appointments and having to call ahead in time to use air freshener. Can you put me in a back room? I mean, all of these things that are so simple for the average person and for someone who is chemically intolerant and who has mast cell activation uh, disorder or toxic and induced loss of tolerance, it becomes an impossible task. And so when this family did this, it was such, I mean, it was such a surprise. It was such a blessing. I felt loved. Um, I felt wanted. And it was such a treat. And you know what? I think that's in some way or another, we can do things that really help accommodate our friends. If you know somebody who's suffering with any of these uh, disorders and or illnesses and, and visible disabilities, ask them, how can I best accommodate you? You know, would it help if I unplug the air fresheners in my house and just ditch them? Would it help if I remove the air fresheners from my car for a few weeks before riding in it to come see you? Would it help if I, if I stopped using fabric softener and instead of fabric softener, Hey, I looked at these awesome little things. They're called wool balls and they're to soften your fabric. And some of them, some companies sell organic uh, wool balls and you put them in the dryer and it's, it's the best solution ever for softening with no side effects, no fragrance, no toxic chemicals. You know, just asking your friend, what if I did this? How would that help? Would that help accommodate you? I think you would be met with so much gratefulness. You would be met with a smile. And in most cases, I think your your friend would be, or your family member would just be ecstatic and would be very quick to want to share some of the things. Now in saying that, understand that every person's illness and their degree of injury is different. 
So for some people, a few suggestions, like um, in the case of toxic and induced loss of tolerance and um, some people who are very chemically sensitive who have mast cell activation disorder, some people that have ME-CFS are also very chemically intolerant. So in different conditions, children that have PANS and PANDAS sometimes can become very chemically intolerant, just depends on the child. So each person, um, depending on what condition they have and how severely injured they are and what their toxic load is, they're going to require different accommodations. And so that's why it's so important to never assume, but just ask. And if you're curious um, about what you can do, I have a few very good articles on chemicalfreegal.com that you can look into and read. And I even have articles that are, you know, written towards those who are chemically intolerant and sensitive. And so I have a really good article entitled How to Reduce and Avoid Problematic Exposures for Chemically Sensitive Individuals and Toxicant-Induced Loss of Tolerance Sufferers. So that's a really good article where I go through some tips from my own experience on what you can do to avoid these types of um, problematic exposures in your own environment. And, you know, I have various um, articles as well on what you can do if you're a friend and you're visiting somebody who has um, these conditions. So please go and visit chemicalfreegal.com and go through the articles there. There's some information that you may find helpful. You can also feel free to share it if it's something that you find that, you know, is beneficial to you. Thank you again for listening to me. Um, thank you again for taking time. As I mentioned in my last podcast, I am aiming to um, do podcasts that are up to 45 minutes in length. And I want to thank you again because I understand that, you know, people set aside a certain amount of time every week to listen to their favorite podcasts or listen to audio articles or to radio shows or to, you know, TV show shows. And so if you're thinking that, well, one week it's 10 minutes and next week it's 20 and then the next week it's 30, I don't want you to get discouraged in that and think that, you know, I'm uh, disorganized and crazy. It's simply because um, I am sick. I'm still working. I'm on a journey of healing. And there are some days that I um, have a lot of difficulty um, with my day-to-day. -day. I do still work full-time. Um, you know, I have a family and other responsibilities. And if I'm feeling great, then I'll do longer podcasts. And also depends on the material I'm sharing. So I want to encourage you to stick with me. And I want to thank you in advance for your love and support. You know, some days you may get a 10, 15 minute podcast. And then some days, you know, it might be 30 minutes. It might be up to 45. And definitely as I start lining up interviews, both with uh, clinicians and researchers and uh, doctors and scientists and patients. You know, we may even have some to be continued segments where I do 30 or 45 minutes and continue it in a next podcast. So I just wanted to thank you for that understanding. I want to encourage you in your journey, understand that, um, you know, things happen and the best that we can do is just take things one day at a time one day at a time. Don't drown. It's okay. Don't lose hope. Again, if you need prayer, please, please, please leave a comment either on my blog or below this podcast. Thank you and God bless you.